Oh, man. Hey, what's up, everyone? <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Rally Podcast. I'm Mike White. Uh, here with Logan Cornelius in the clouds and Sean Boyer snacking on some checks mix. Uh, glad to have you here today. It'll be kind of a, a quick one. Um, not going to say names, but someone showed up a little late. Um, not going to say names. I think it was all three of us, actually. <laughs> oh, what, where was Logan? Are you pointing to yourself? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who's around me. So if I point, it's just generic. So. Beautiful. No Anyone one's around you. you. Well, I know my my screen orientation is different from yours. Got so. it. Okay. All right. Um, so today we got a, a couple topics we're gonna go through, um, and uh, actually just kind of kind of one we're gonna go through, and then we asked for some questions on the SRA Instagram page. We're gonna run through some of those as well. So uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we're gonna kick it off with uh, this one from our producer Andrew Gassaway, who um, kind of was asking about. Uh, the SRA season and the changes that go year over year because, um, you know, soon uh, the SRA 2021 season plan and rules and all of that stuff will be announced. Kind of gets you thinking about the changes over the past few years. And recently I was looking back at uh, the history of roundup seasons year over year. And some years we did a lot of changes. Some year we did few changes. And I think we kind of want to talk about the philosophy behind that is such a young sport do we have the flexibility to change a lot do should we keep it pretty static i guess let's let's start with that do you think uh there or what, what are some advantages and disadvantages to keeping it the same essentially pretty similar over the years i think that obviously i think one of the hardest things is the people who are in it and who are good at it won't necessarily want to see too much change because they're successful at it. But on the broader level, I think with a sport like ours that is so young, these changes can be eye-opening or lead to new developments or help advance it faster than it would otherwise. So it's this kind of give and take of the people in, in it wanting the best for the sport, but also not wanting to lose what they love, mm-hmm. which is, it's, it's tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think... Like advantages certainly like it allows us to kind of experiment and discover the game in a new way. I think one, like us being young allows us to be a little bit more flexible in how we test the sport. Like it's so new and doing it. It's like certainly the advantage of these role changes are we're able to see like different dynamics. Like, okay, how does this affect the game and get longer term data throughout a whole season? Like if we do this and it's like, we're not, I don't think when we make a rule chain, like change, we're not married to that. Like we can always, Mm -hmm go back if like you know we have the data but then once we extrapolate it and have it over a whole season like oh clear that didn't work we could always change it like we have that so i think that's a positive um i mean negatives are like you could potentially have a good thing going and then like you change something and then it makes it worse and then it's like oh then do you if like three months in you're like oh this is horrible are you going to change that um who knows but we have we have the, there's a lot of flexibility so. And, and I, so I'm thinking of this, and there's two senses, right? There's the rule changes, which we do every year. And we haven't had really any years where we've had drastic rule changes, at least in my opinion. Um, you know, maybe we'll, 
we'll add a couple things about hinders or one year we added the double body um, but really it hasn't been anything drastic I think nowadays is what's coming up about uh, should we be making drastic changes into the rules um, that's a different thing and then the other thing well, we talk about the rules first the other thing is like just the SRA format in general you know we went from having nothing to having a premier division we went from having a premier division to having a pro division we went to having pro divisions at grand slams and kind of how those put out and right we went from having four events to 16 to 20 something to back to 20 uh do can we should we go to 40 should we go to eight and do those changes in things every year like how we handle points how we handle matchups are those allowed but let's start with rules um do you think that we've been too conservative over the years with rule changes it's a hard question. I think that I don't think we've been too conservative. I do think, though, that we like to compare ourselves to some like very established national leagues and sports, and they're not doing drastic changes. So we don't necessarily want that mm-hmm. because we, in it, want to feel like we're a part of something of that caliber. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't think we. I'm, I'm probably side with you, Mike. Where I don't think we've done anything out of reason or like too far yet whether i think we should is a whole nother discussion but mm-hmm. we might be trending towards it i i think that the earliest season that even could have justified a jurassic rule change could have been 2019 i think before 2019 like there would have been no reason to make a, a jurassic rule change and i don't even think jurassic rule changes necessarily would have been needed in 2019 but i think like you could have justified it then mm-hmm. and <clears throat> Uh, before then, like I don't think it was needed, but it's just kind of as we've developed, we've kind of discovered we needed to make changes, and so, um, yeah. So I mean, I wouldn't again. I wouldn't mind seeing in the future, and I'm kind of like some people. They don't want it to change because they wouldn't benefit them. Certain right. ball doesn't benefit me, so like I I want it to change. Like I, I want to see some changes because it will benefit me. So that's, I'm like on the. <laughs> you're like I'm not. That. You're like I'm not doing so hot right now. I could use some. I'll use anything I can get. Yeah, I think too. It's tough. it's like it's not even. I'm the one who brought it up, but it's not even about whether you're successful in it. Like for me, for the longest time, it's like I don't want to see anything that takes us too far away from what I grew up playing and really came to love. But now I think I'm getting more and more to the point. But it's because I've been out of the scene where I'm like, let's push the limits. I like this can still be fun and be something maybe better mm-hmm. if we do push the limits. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a really hard thing to grasp. Um, I get caught up a lot in when we talk about rule changes and and the and even and the more drastic rule changes, which um, you know may be more warranted as as we're seeing uh, the game develop. But I've always struggled with the concept of like what is rounded. I know we've talked about that on the podcast before, and I think that's what's essentially really that what especially is really hard to grasp because. It is right. It's I, I can't do the math, but right. It's only the what's sick seventh eighth season, right? Like barely. Um, so Roundnet is so young, right? Football in its eighth year, I guarantee, is incredibly different from what football <laughs> is right now, right? Basketball, insanely, and but it, but again, it's so scary to want to change the game. I think I just there's a natural aversion to it. And I think 
um, especially what's hard is when you play some of these new rules or variations, they just feel different. And like the different may be good, but it's a very hard thing to grasp. And it's a hard thing to ask tens of thousands of people to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think like one thing people think of is like, okay, like if we make a rule change, how will it affect the overall growth of the sport? Will a rule change stunt the growth Mm -hmm. or will it just be like, like is, is a rule change like, I don't know, like Mm -hmm. surgery or is it like a haircut? Like, you know, like we change the rule and like, you know, if we don't like the haircut, we just grow our hair back in the next season. Yeah. You know, we go back to it. Or is it like, it's surgery and like, you know, it's kind of irreplaceable after that. A a season feels, it is a long time, but it definitely feels like a long time, right? Like there are people, right? They have their whole season, they train and, and, and they go to so many tournaments and for the, if them if for them it's a, a season where there are maybe more drastic rule changes and they don't really feel it works out, you know, they could feel like it wasted their season. I think, you know, from a macro standpoint, it's probably worth it, but it's hard to take away from those individual uh, perceptions and those individual experiences, yeah. right? For the sport, it's like, okay, it didn't really work out. That's okay. It was worth a try. But, you know, that may be, you know, 100 players that really just were disappointed in their season. And that's as their biggest hobby and their biggest thing. It's really hard to ask them to do. Yeah. I feel like we've transitioned to, like, it's a, a philosophy podcast now. What is round it, you know? like What is it? You know, the the individual is hurt by the massive rule change. But if overall is good for the sport, like, We're what talking about utilitarianism. We're talking about yeah. everything. What is round net? good question <laughs> ask the man in the clouds yeah. but it's it's just interesting <laughs> um, like and that, yeah i was gonna say like i uh i don't know i kind of want us to have a little bit of that like like the haircut mentality or like hey like let's try this and like we can go back um but we can we can do it like we're, we're discovering more maybe we make a rule change and overall 75 percent of it is bad but if we find it 25%, like, oh, this is good. How can we work with this? Right. Um, and I think just kind of seeing it in an experimental way with the sport being so young and having so much potential still, as long as we're not just like totally like changing everything, um, I think there's a lot of potential in just testing it out in like, you know, like mm-hmm. real live production environment R&D. Right. All right, let's uh, swing to the other one, which is kind of the changes of the SRA season. As I was getting off, we haven't, again, we haven't done too many drastic changes about our format. You know, we've kind of stuck to the the four the four uh, four regions. Well, we went from three to four at one point, but the four regions, they each have the tour stops and a grand slam. We do regionals and nationals. The one thing that has been the most drastic was kind of the nationals format and how regionals and nationals um interact you know like we go from power pools to no power pools to then pro division um but with that like do you feel i guess comparing it to the rule side do you think that warrants being even more drastic or or more conservative what do you think i think that that's something we can that will probably change more frequently and more often over time just because it does typically deal with the top 1% of players, the most invested, the ones that are trying to like find the right way to, to get it down. And 
I think with each change, the goal is to give the best opportunity for the best players to be in the best position, um, as, as it should be. Um, but that, that can improve over time and whether that changes year for year has a less, I think, overall impact on the grand scheme of things as compared to like a major rule change or a product addition or, or something like that. Yeah, I think it, I think it, it, we have to find, so kind of opposite rules. We're not really sure where we're going. We just kind of, well, we, we have some ideas, but we just want to improve on some things where I think on the other side, we could try to think of a vision of where do we, what do we think our sport looks like? You know, for some, right, it may be tournament series. For some, they may think it's a league, right? Um, I remember back in the day, I'm going to shout out Ian Golombeski, him and I in like 2015, maybe, we're trying to think of a way where we can have like an eight-team pro league. How much would it cost to have like uh, eight events where they all came in and they all played and it was huge. But like, that's what I thought the future was then. Like we had just eight teams and we qualify them somehow and they're professionals and they just, we watch it like you watch the NFL, right? And that's what I was thinking. But there's also the other completely different route, which is we have now, which is the tournament scene. There's a, something where you could have completely, turn, tournaments completely separate from a, a funnel of, tour stops to regionals to nationals. You can just have tournaments all year. And I think we can, over time, we'll naturally see which where our sport goes to, but we could also have a vision in mind and make small tweaks to that until we kind of reach it. Yeah. And I think even like what you're pointing out, I think it's possible that like two types of things can exist as well. Like you can have like a, a, like a really solid like tournament scene and there could also be like a a pro scene that's very more focused and maybe these pros are still playing in tournaments but there's still kind of like a a scene with that as well and yeah i i think what you're saying is like right now i think we know we want to go north but we don't have an address exactly so it's like (laughs) we kind of we have an idea we want to go but we don't know this exactly what it want to looks like and so it has to like those small tweaks Mm -hmm. are super important in doing that right and i don't think we need to be that drastic because Right. We're just working our way there. We're seeing what works. We're taking the good. We're moving it. We're adding our new learnings, but we know we're heading in the right direction. I'm not against, I'm not against some drastic jumps every now and then. Well, though, do you want to head east this. instead? <laughs> you know, like as long as we're heading northeast. Yeah. No. And I think I'm, I'm with that too. I'm saying like, if we know what we want, we could also get there. I think it's very different from how we stand with the rules right now where we're kind of hard we're not sure it i guess it's harder on how to get there that's that's the issue with the rules we kind of know what we want it's harder to figure out you know you can't it's harder to figure out how to get there where you can easily kind of maybe map out where we want to go on the format side i think the hard part too is everyone's north is a little different what we want (laughs) varies and so we all think we're driving north but where we get people might be a little surprised and Yeah. yeah I mean, that's like all things in life, but the more I think as a community, we can get on a cohesive same page, the faster it'll sort of snowball. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to our, Logan, did you have one closing thought? I was just going to say maybe in a hundred years, you know, like, you know, 
rugby and soccer have the same roots. Maybe in a hundred years, there's two <laughs> vibrant sports, yeah. you know, that come out of this, and people are playing it two different ways. Maybe. Psych ball and spike ball. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> arena, arena, round net, and and. <laughs> Think of that Boston's getting an arena football team soon. I'm pumped. I'm stoked. Get season tickets for like 120 bucks. That's a steal. <laughs> and we're the pi- we're the Pirates, I think. Hey, a few more years without Tom Brady, and those tickets will drop. Don't worry. <laughs> All right, let's go into uh, the questions. There were a lot of questions about these 2021 rules changes in SRA format, so I will say that we do not have any information on them. Um, I have seen them. So I do know them, but uh, we're not sharing that. We're still ironing out, uh, ironing them out, uh, and that's for uh, that's for the SRA to do their big reveal. But we'll see if we can get some uh, some inklings from from Jack Scotty and, and Nora and the team uh, for you soon. But you know, no promises just yet. But uh, I'm gonna throw this one in. I hope this is a quick, fun one. Best jerseys of all time. I'm gonna say easily for me. Buns and guns, which oh, if I don't know if you can really search that or will you find it, but they were just these cool, bright jerseys with the hilarious logo, a spike ball with biceps and a bun and a man bun. You, you can't beat that. That just comes to mind as as easy favorite. Was that a Jenna design? I think it was a, a Jenna Coleman design. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Oh, that just comes to mind as as an easy favorite. See, I just, I was like, I didn't love the ones that had like, you know, like the, like the characters or like, l- like pictures like that. I was just like the sleek ones that were, uh, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I don't necessarily have, like, I don't have like a, this is my favorite Jersey of all time, but I like just like that style, like the sleek soccer Jersey kind of style. Yeah. I probably side with Logan too. Although I can appreciate the, the more complex ones, but the ones that come to mind is like, I think it was anchored. They had a pretty yeah, it, almost like a baseball jersey or S. Yeah. What about Str- Strange's baseball one? Those were cool. Those were that. cool. But no, anchors had a couple that their colors just really work. Yeah. I like their colors. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anchored. I'm trying to think of some other of my favorite. Uh, I know a lot of people like the the old school Bear Necessities jerseys. If y'all remember them, Chase Eric and Andrew Porter's. The the green and They're, brown ones. They're very colorful. Have like this like cartoon bear on it. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people like those. Uh, I did like the fire extinguishers. Speaking of Texas, very simple, but the fire colors is pretty cool. Yeah. And I shout out do a barrel roll. <laughs> I love I love the the purple. We don't have enough purple in the round net scene. <laughs> yeah. We're not we're not regal enough. And then, so, do you guys either of you know what used to be on the monkey business jerseys? Because it had some sort of writing on it. And I love those because those are really simple. Oh, I, I think they were just like newspaper articles about monkeys. Oh, oh really? <laughs> I mean, like, I'm like, I'll put myself at 70% sure that's oh, it. Well, that's like, pretty great. Just passing, but not too. I'm pretty sure it's like newspaper articles about monkeys doing yeah. stuff. That's oh, was their font like, it was like a cursive monkey business? Yeah, it was like a cursive. I don't, I don't know even know if there was a logo. I thought it was just cursive, cursive writing. But I like those. I like those jerseys. I'm sure the Y. I feel like the Y was a monkey tail. I feel like that had to be the case. Yeah. All right. Let me see if any other famous come to mind. Spicy Dirt. (laughs) (laughs) Spicy Dirt had some some fire jerseys. 
<laughs> I love those. But those are my my top right now. Uh, no, the favorite. I mean, my personally, my favorite jerseys were uh, the Jenna Coleman made like the these black A and M jerseys. Those are really sick, and then her Elysium jerseys. Those mm-hmm. two are my yeah. Those two are my favorite of hers. Is, is Jenna back back doing some roundup stuff? Yeah, she's working on some jerseys for uh, our Lone Star guys right nice. now. Yeah, yeah. Hit her. What is it? Uh, oh, she had a new Instagram. I forget what it is. Yeah, the J. Desi- Des- Designs of Roundnet. Designs of Roundnet. Check her out. She does some great stuff. She made all my jerseys back in the day. Great Same. Work. All right, and not well, currently also for you. All right, <laughs> we got a fun one here. Is Guy Fieri good or bad? <laughs> it's a very uh, ambiguous question. Oh, easy question. Great, great guy. Guys go I... to games. Most underrated show on television. Yeah, his food's kind of probably overrated, but he's a good guy. I can say that I do not have enough information on Guy Fieri. Fiet- I don't honestly. Fieti? I couldn't even. Fieti. Yeah, see, there you go. There you go. <laughs> that, that tells you all you. Need. I'm abstaining, abstaining from answering this question. I think that. He makes good TV. It's entertaining. Mm-hmm. Do I think his broader impact on society is good? Probably not. The amount of food he eats mm-hmm. from diners, drive-ins, and dives. Mm-hmm. But I can't say that I change the channel when he comes across the Food Network. I'm going to plug again Guy's Grocery Games. Unbelievable show. Mixes the fun of Supermarket Sweep with the fun with, – with like some Iron Chef stuff. And they give a lot of money to, to charity – they're very nice, very fun. Watch it out on Food Network. Big guy, Fieri guy over here. Um, I think we're going to get a what? grocery games sponsored ad. Yeah, this, this is, yeah we're going to get uh, ad sponsored on, on YouTube because of this. Um, two others. I think this was an interesting one. Let's see if we can tackle it quick. Should spike ball round at seasons be just in the summer? What do you think? I think the the length of summer varies quite a bit depending on where you are in the world. That is true. So I would say yes. Although it is fun, like I played in some fun rainy, cold tournaments. Yeah. I wouldn't want that all the time, but it's a nice nice mix up. I I kind of like. I I get an antsy at the start of the year, but you know I wouldn't mind if it started in late April or May. You sign up for these tournaments and you go, and they're. I mean, California is a little different, but right, we have March in Atlanta. It's it can be pretty cold. Um, I like that, and I, I I think it works where we have the 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 season ending in September October. Um, I like how it's even a little earlier October nowadays, but I kind of like this idea. I think I think we don't need to get too heavy in the spring. I think that's my take. I think the summer is plenty long. We can do our championship in September, October. Um, the season ends up feeling very long, but maybe that's just kind of the, the current format we have. See, but, I, I like the length of it because, like, it gives you the opportunity to go to – and it also depends on how many tournaments there are total, but it gives you the opportunity to go to multiple events without having to, like, commit five straight weekends to it. Like, you can do that if you want. But you can still go to five events without it being five weekends. So right, it could be over five months. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. That's a good point. Um, Plus, it allows. I'm just like it allows you to have like independent events. Well, I'm trying to leave space for independent events. Taser's running that preseason tour. 
<laughs> that's fair. That's, that's fair. Hey, I'm leaving it open for you. All right. Last one always wrapped up here. Um, that I hope I can give some insight on what I was thinking about, but it was a t- tips for content creators in RoundNet. Um, there's a lot of really good ones that have popped up uh, this year specifically. Um, I want to give, we can see if you guys have any things to say. I thought my main tip, I think, is uh, do what you like. You know, I like sitting here and talking with Logan and Sean. Um, for years, I wrote articles. I didn't really like that as much. I would much rather talk about things. And so that would end up where I wouldn't want, I wouldn't do those or I would skip them or I wouldn't really want to, or they wouldn't be my best work. Um, whereas I enjoy doing this. So I think do that. And then my other real advice is just kind of send it and don't like, I get, I, I get nervous when we do these things and we post these things and all of the articles and all the things, but I think that's just part of the fun and people will get to know you and and they'll enjoy it. So just kind of do what you like and, uh, you know, just just see what people think of it. It'll probably go better than you think. Yeah. And I'd say, I'd say just like challenge yourself as well on the way. Um, and don't, don't let that keep you from sending it like Mike's saying, but like look to learn new skills. Like if you love, um, like if you love doing podcasts, look for ways to like make higher quality audio, like look to podcasts that you really enjoy. Like, how can I make it more high quality like that? How can I produce better quality content? If you like creating edit videos, like iMovie's cool, but start to look ahead. Like, okay, how can I create more advanced videos? How can I create more professional highlight videos or different types of videos, whatever you're doing? Um, and like, that's one thing that, or, I mean, I know how to round it gets a lot of shout outs, but like they've pushed it. They've cre- started to create cooler and cooler content. And, learned skills and done better and writers um done awesome in that so um and like those technical skills so yeah like whatever you want to do whether it's like if you want to create jersey designs like learn a skill learn to do whatever software you use better or learn to get a better software work up to that and so um i think again the same the same mindset i have with like running like a organization is like hey let's do it professionally make it better but it's the same thing with content creation like look at other content creators in other industries and see how they're doing it and become more professional and, and make make what you're doing as professional as possible one piece at a time and just be willing to do it. He says as professional as possible with a cloud background. <laughs> Dude, cloud nine, man. Cloud nine. You're professional. Uh, I agree with both you guys. Once. I think it is most ideal if you do enjoy what you're doing because then you will have that motivation to learn like you're talking about Logan or to try new things or to push the limits. Um, and more specifically, I guess, with RoundNet, I would say find your niche. So if that's creating beginner content for people to just learn the basics or um, having these crazy montage highlights with a fun soundtrack and cuts or whatever it may be, and stick to that and remain consistent and like build that brand because at the end of the day, that's kind of what, that's what content is. It's giving people something to entertain them um, and they know what they're going to get. So. I think there's a lot of opportunity. There's some players that have been doing it really well so far in the community, and they're starting to actually pick up some steam, um, sort of learning the craft. But uh, I think the the future is bright just for sort of individual, whether it's ambassadors or players or whoever, that start picking up the content train. Yeah. You you have the opportunity to get Amazon stock at $1. You just got to buy in. <laughs> got to buy in. But, all right. Thanks, guys. And shout out to all of our uh, Roundnet content creators. I appreciate you. 
I know Izzy here at Spikeball really appreciates you, and uh, all your viewers do. So they love it. You know the best, but you always have these secret these secret appreciators. Your video will have 300 views. It'll have 10 likes and three comments. But know that there are 300 people that watched that and probably enjoyed it. So there you go. Let's start somewhere. Yeah. That's what I always tell myself when no one watches my stuff. Like all those hidden appreciators are out there, man. The YouTube just didn't. YouTube, YouTube just didn't. Count, they didn't count. They didn't count the yeah. views. They just didn't count them. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you're on the trending page. It just didn't count. But all right, cool. I'll end it with a, a spiel. Um, this is on the SRA YouTube page. They got the cool featured Friday stuff coming out uh, every Friday, as well as uh, some other cool content and these podcasts. So if you're on this, uh, please subscribe. And if you're listening to this on a podcast app, uh, subscribe there as well. Or uh, give it a thumbs up or a five star, whatever that is. I don't really know what I'm doing here, but I think you're supposed to do this stuff. But Smash that like button. And smash the like button. Appreciate you. Thank you, everyone, for the uh, the questions for the Instagram. We'll do that on, from the SRA Instagram. We'll do that again. Follow the SRA Instagram. And, uh, yeah, that's the whole thing. I think we'll have another episode actually coming for you next week, a little Christmas surprise. So be on the lookout for that one. I'm not surprised anymore. You told them. Yeah, but that they didn't expect it now. They're like, ooh, there's an episode now, which means we won't get one until January. And now this is the surprise. That's fair. This is the surprise. No, what you have to do, they have to put their phones in a box and then you got to put it under the tree and they can't listen until Christmas morning. <laughs> okay. I'll do that too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening. Talk to you later. Peace. Oh, man.